Are you ready for the word? I'm ready. I'm pumped. And I want you to open your Bibles in Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit, for your presence right here. Let miracles explode all over this place. Let this word, Lord, be like a, a hammer that breaks the rock and a fire in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 1, verses 1 to 6. Paul, a bondservant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he promised before his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of holiness, by the resurrection of the dead. Through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all the nations for his name, among whom you also are the called of Jesus Christ. You know, I want to talk to you today from this passage. And some scholars, they, they call Romans the gospel according to Paul. And it's interesting because we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And we say the gospel according to Matthew, the gospel according to Mark, the gospel according to Luke, the gospel according to John. But you know that there's a gospel according to Paul. There is a gospel according to Paul, and some scholars say, well, Romans is the gospel according to the apostle Paul. And uh, how do we know that? Well, there's, there's at least three scriptures that indicate that. For instance, Romans 2.16 says, in the day when God will judge the secrets of man by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. Well, that's the apostle Paul saying it's, it's his gospel. It's the gospel according to Paul. Again, in the same book of Romans, chapter 16 and verse 25, we read, now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the proclaiming of Jesus Christ. So he's again referring to my gospel, the gospel according to Paul. Later on he wrote to Timothy and he said this in 2 Timothy 2.8. He said, remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David from, uh, um, was raised from the dead according to my gospel and the Apostle Paul is, again, referring right here to the book of Romans. He called it my gospel. And during this time of Christmas, we normally, you know, go to this, the obvious scriptures in, in Matthew or, or Luke, and, and we look at the, the birth of Jesus, and we talk about Jesus from the perspective of what the gospel writers mentioned about Jesus. And again, we're going to do that next Sunday. But I want you to see that Romans is... The gospel according to Paul. Just a little bit of a different gospel, but it is, it is the gospel. And, uh, and, we never, and we never cease to be fascinated by the story of the entrance of the Son of God into our world as a babe in a manger. And the Son of God is portrayed, especially in Matthew and Luke, you know, as that babe born in that cave and, and in a manger. And, and just like any babe, we would think of Jesus as vulnerable and, and frail and fragile. I mean, uh, I remember the first time I held 
my, my daughter in, in my hand. I'm thinking, well, I hope I have what it takes because she seemed fragile and frail and you don't know where to, you know, and how to hold. You almost think I should have attended this, you know, uh, <laughs> a class on how to hold a baby properly. But, you know, when it comes to Paul's gospel, Romans, uh, we see that it wasn't just a frail babe on a manger, but the picture that Paul brings of Jesus is, the Bible says he was declared the Son of God with power. Everyone say power. So Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with power. And power is the word, is the word dunamai, which means transcendent, superhuman, miraculous power and ability. So Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with transcendent, superhuman power and ability. In that little babe in a manger, there was transcendent, superhuman power and ability. Hallelujah. Amen. He was, he was little. He was a tiny baby. Better he was a threat to the devil. I mean, the, you know, you know he was, he was going to become the Jesus that we know. And Paul, he said that he was to be declared the Son of God with power. Declared to be the Son of God with power. In other words, that expression indicates that there was a divine decree, a declaration over Jesus, a, an ordination of power over Jesus. He said, you know, the Father said that he was going, the Father declared that this babe was going to be born unlike any other babe. He was going to be born by power and he was going to be carrying power from his conception right down to his resurrection. Amen. He was declared, hallelujah. Yes, give Jesus a hand. He was declared the Son of God with power every day of the assignment of Jesus from his conception to his resurrection was filled with power. Acts 10, 38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. So there you are, Jesus was anointed. The assignment he came to uh, execute on planet earth, he did it by his power. Hallelujah. So he was declared to be the Son of God with power. And uh, uh, one translation actually says, he was declared to be the Son of God with power, but one translation says, he was defined. Everyone say defined. So I want you to see that, that power was to define Jesus. That the life of Jesus Right from the conception to the resurrection, as I said, was going to be defined by power. In Luke 135, it says, you know, the, Mary was surprised that, that she, had, she was going to conceive. She said, how shall it be if I don't know any man? And, and the angel said to him, to her, he said, well, the power of the highest will overshadow you. 
also the one, the Holy One who is, who is to be born of you shall be called the Son of God. But the Son of God declared with power. You know, the power of God was that right there in the conception. Romans 1.4, as we read, it was declared to be the Son of God with power. And then it says, by the resurrection from the dead. What an expression of power. Right from the conception of Jesus, there was a powerful conception to his resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus was a demonstration of his power. And interestingly, in the, in the original Greek, um, when it says, by the resurrection of the dead, actually literally says, by the resurrection of dead persons. Dead persons. It, it, it indicates plural so it's not just the resurrection of Jesus, but it was also the resurrection of Jairus' daughter. It was also the resurrection of Lazarus. It was also the resurrection of the, the widow of Nain's um, uh, son, amen. It was the resurrection of dead persons. I mean, it means that Jesus came with unlimited power. Come on, give him praise this morning. Amen. He came with unlimited power. And even in a moment where probably the world saw weakness in Jesus because they saw Jesus on the cross with nails through his hands, with his body, with his side pierced, with blood flowing out of him, with people that had, you know, they were now staying away from Jesus. And, and when they looked up to Jesus alone on the cross, they probably thought, well, that's it, that's, that's, that's Jesus is is not powerful anymore. Jesus is now weak. But I want you to know something, that even in the moment of Jesus' greatest weakness, he was still powerful enough to raise the dead. Amen? Hallelujah. Matthew 27, 52. It says that when Jesus gave up his ghost, his, his spirit, the Bible says, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Come on, give Jesus a big hand. Hallelujah. Even in a perceived, and you know, people thought, well, maybe Jesus is weak now. Well, he was. He had lost blood. He was physically weak. He didn't have his friends around now. Even the father turned his face. Yes, he had been beaten. He had been bruised. But even Jesus in his moments, moment of his greatest weakness, it was still powerful enough to, <laughs> to cause an earthquake to cause the veil of the temple to be torn into, to cause people who had been dead to suddenly come back to life, amen, to cause graves to be shattered and broken, hallelujah. Come on, I don't know about you, but I, I tell you what, we serve a powerful Jesus, hallelujah. And it's so important, yes, we talk about Christmas, but it's so important, who are we talking about? We are talking about the Son of God, someone who is declared to be the Son of God with Power! Hallelujah. Praise God. Now Paul prayed, the same apostle Paul who wrote Romans, he prayed that we would have a revelation of that power. Romans, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19, it says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? This stuff works if you believe. It's like Pastor Josh was saying, you know, you have to take it, you have to believe it. And it says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated with him 
at the right hand in heavenly places. Wow, that's a lot of power. And I don't know about you, but I spend a lot of my time, my free time, praying, thinking, meditating for a revelation of the immense uh, power that Jesus, of who Jesus is. Amen? Because I don't know about you, but we live in a, in a world of impossibilities. We live in a world that is tough. We live in a world where we need to use, we need to take hold of the power of Jesus more and more. Amen? If we want to keep our sanity, if we want to walk in health, if we want our needs met and walk in the provision of God, if we want to make right decisions and decisions that are spirit-led, if we want to have good marriages and raise our kids in, in, in a way that is, that, that is right. I mean, I, think, I don't know about you. I think more and more we need to be mindful of the power of Jesus and how that power is made available to us. Amen? Right here on earth. Hallelujah. So power was there to define the Son. But I want you to know something, that power also defines the Father. <laughs> uh, Jesus said this in Matthew 26, 64. Jesus said to them, to him, uh, it is as you said, nevertheless I say to you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. I just love that. Sitting at the right hand of the power. Well, I, I, we already know all the names of God, Adonai, El Shaddai, you know. I mean, we all know, we've, we've all done studies on, on the names of God, you know. I'm the God that healed thee. All the names, it's wonderful. I wish I had time this morning to kind of go through all the names of God. But I want you to know something, that, that God is known as the power. <laughs> He's the power. It says, from now on you will see the Son seated at the right hand of the power. Ooh, I like that. That my Father is the power. That Jesus, whom I serve, was declared to be the Son of God with power. Ooh, hallelujah. Do you, do you feel the power? Oh, hallelujah. I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what you're coming against, but I want you to know something. We are plugged into the power. My Father is the power. The Son is the power. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I like that. Jesus is saying, I'm seated. I'm seated on the same level as the Father. I'm seated on, at the right hand of the power. And he's thinking of Psalm 110. The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make all your enemies your footstool. The Lord said to my Lord, I mean, I, I believe a lot of Jews that don't understand Trinity, that must leave them really confused. The Lord said to my Lord, who is the Lord that said to the Lord? Well, Jesus revealed it to us, I'll sit at the right hand of the power. So the Lord in the, in, in the, in the Hebrew right there is the word Yahweh, said to my Lord, that's the word Adonai. So one of them is Adonai, the other one is Yahweh, hallelujah, amen. And both of them are the power. And he said, I will sit at the right hand of the power until all my enemies shall be my footstool. Oh, I like that, hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. I love the idea of the enemy being at the, you know, under our feet. Mm-mm. Praise God. Yes, I can hear. Can, you, can we do a little rumbling? Just to remind the devil he's under our feet. Amen. That's good. That's good. That's good. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. 
So the baby in a manger was declared to be the son of God with power. Power to save, power to deliver, power over the enemies. He was a baby in a manger, yet authority and government were upon his shoulder. Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, a son is given. A son is given under government. The authority shall be upon his shoulder. Hallelujah. And, um, and he will be called. He will be declared wonderful. He'll be declared counselor. He'll be de- declared mighty God, prince of peace, everlasting father. Oh, hallelujah. Upon that little child, there was government. Upon that little child in the manger, there was authority. Upon that little child, in the, that little babe in a manger, you know, there was the mighty God on the outside of baby. But, but we, we've got insight into what was really going on there. The mighty God, the Son of God, declared with power. Ooh, I like that. Power. So the power, power defines Jesus. Power defines the Father. And I want you to know something. Power defines the gospel. The very message that we preach. The Bible says right there that in Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the... Come on, everybody, help me preach today. It is the power of God unto salvation to, to everyone who believes. You need to believe it. And that's why I'm preaching, so that you can believe it. Hallelujah. And you take this power, and you live with this power. Amen. And, he, and uh, whatever you do, you walk power-filled, power-minded. Hallelujah. That your heavenly Father is the power. Hallelujah. So power of the Holy Spirit. The power that defines Jesus is the gospel. First Corinthians 1.18, For the message of the cross is foolishness unto those who are perishing. But to us who believe, to us who believe, it is the power. It is the power uh, those who are being saved, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. So Jesus, what defines Jesus is power. What defines the Father is, is that power. What defines this message that we preach, the simplicity of these words. And, and yet there's such power in this, power for salvation and deliverance and freedom. And I want you to see, Let's go back to verse 4, verse 3 and 4, it says, of our opening text. It says, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness. Everyone say, power according to the spirit of holiness. Now, the Jews, that's what they call the Holy Spirit, the spirit of Holiness. So it's power according to the Holy Spirit. What a great picture of the Trinity. The Father full of power. The Son declared to be the Son of God with power. And then the Holy Spirit is a power, is this power of the Holy Spirit. What a great example right here of the Trinity. Power according to the Spirit of holiness. What a great picture of the Trinity. So according to the flesh, Jesus was born in, in the lineage of David. 
And, and in fact, in fact, Matthew describes that whole lineage of David in great length. You know, when I gave my life to the Lord, they said, you know, when you read the Bible, start with the New Testament. So I started right there with Matthew. And I'm thinking, well, there's a lot of names to go through. I don't know who they are, but I'll keep believing Jesus. One of these names, one of these days, I'll probably get to know all of them. <laughs> there's a lot of names. But then it says, but then it says, according to the flesh, the lineage of David, but according to the Spirit, the Son of God in power, according to the Holy Spirit. And again, the Virgin Mary saying to the angel, well, how shall it be since I don't know any man? And, and again, the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So there it is, the Holy Spirit. Now, I just want to end by saying this. The same Holy Spirit that was there with Jesus is right here with us. The same Holy Spirit. There isn't a different Holy Spirit. There is one Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit that, that hovered over Mary and, and, and was instrumental in the, in the conception. The Holy Spirit that anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power. The same Holy Spirit is with us today. Secondly, that Jesus was born of the Spirit. And the Bible says in, in John 3, 5 to 8, that we are born not just of, of our natural fathers, but we are born again of the same Spirit. And the Bible says that Jesus was declared to be the Son of God with power. And Jesus said to us, you shall receive Power after that the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Amen. And, and I want you to see that, that, that who Jesus was to this world. So now are we. Amen. And we can walk in the same power. We can walk in the same dimension. And we don't need to be victims of this world. But we can be victors over this world. And whatever the enemy throws against us. I want you to know that Jesus didn't come so that just we, could, we would have another day in the calendar. A celebration. A holiday. No, Jesus came for much more than that. He came declared to be the Son of God with power. For people who were powerless. For people who were without strength for people who were sinners and they could and they needed a savior for people who were bound up by chains and addictions for people who had no way for people who had come to the end of their hope come on hallelujah Jesus came but Jesus came to change our lives hallelujah and that's what we heard last week. That's what that, that panel, that uh, outdoor, the, uh, out, out there, that uh, wall is full of that. It's full of examples, full of stories of the power of Jesus. And there might be someone st struggling today with something. I tell you what, you came to the right place. You're in the right, this is your moment right now. Because we're going to believe together that this power of Jesus is going to be released over your life. Maybe there's someone watching and so, you're so discouraged and, and you're so bound by things you can't overcome in your own strength. I'm glad you're watching because this message is the message. It, in the simplicity of this message, it is the power of God for the breakthrough that you need. And everybody said, amen. Can we give Jesus a big hand? Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. So you may say, well, pastor, you know, that's all good, you know, this thing of power and this thing of praying, these powerful prayers and, and, and this thing of uh, seeing people healed, you know, because after all, if you read 
the beginning of, of what you started reading today, it says right there, Paul, a born servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. Well, he was called. I'm not. He was called. This is good for people in the ministry. This is good for people who are, have a calling of God in their lives. But you know what? Let me just take it to verse 6. Verse 6 says, says this. Among whom you are also. Can we read together? Among whom you are also the called. Are you called? Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Can you move in this power? Yes, you can. Is this for you? Yes, it is. Amen. Because it says, among you, you are also called. Just tap your neighbor next to you and say, you are called. You are called. Some of you are just called, but that's another issue, and we'll pray for you. But you are called. Amen. You are called of God. In Jesus Christ, we've got the aircon, and I saw that they had to turn up the aircon, and some people were feeling a little bit cold. Some people are cold in the spirit. You need, you need the warmth of the Holy Spirit, the fire of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, so, you know, there's that kind of cold, but I want you to know something. You're not just, you are called of God. You are called. With the calling that the Apostle Paul was. With, with the same thing, you know, Jesus told all of us to go into the world and to preach the gospel to every creature. He didn't say this to a selective people in the audience. He said to all of us. So right there, just like Jesus came full of power, God wants His sons and His daughters to be filled with the exact same power. God wants, you, God, God wants the world to know you by two things by the love of God and by the power of God. You know, in my office, I wasn't very popular because I was the Christian guy. But guess who would they come to when they needed some advice, when they needed some prayer, and they, they would come to me. Like, oh, yeah, talk to your God and about my situation, you know. They would come to me. That was known among them. Yeah, I was a crazy one, but then I would pray for them as well. There was this guy, he used to mock me. Yeah, I mean, he used to mock me so much. And, uh, and one day he just came to the office. He was feeling really rotten. Like, well, I'm not good. And I said, okay, good. And right in front of everybody, I laid my hands on him, put my hands on his stomach. And I commanded that sickness to go. I mean, just in the office. Yeah, you can take this stuff to the office. You can take this stuff to your workplace. You can take this stuff to the supermarket. Amen. And, and right there in the office, God healed the guy, and he said, whoa, whoa, that, what's that? You know, I said, that's the power of God. Amen. They already know you're crazy, so you may as well just enjoy your reputation and go ahead and pray for them. Go ahead and lay hands on them. Amen. Jesus came. He was declared to be. There was a declaration of it over his life. There was an ordination. There was, a, there was something prophetic that was spoken about, about, about Jesus, he was going to be declared the Son of God with power. And you know, I believe that that same destiny, that same assignment is upon our very lives. He wants to, you to live a life of power. So the Christmas story is such evidence of God's power in the little body of this special babe in a manger. There was, there was power capable to change the world. And I want you to know something. Right here in this auditorium this morning, there is enough power to change our generation.
to change our world. You know, the Bible says that the early disciples, they so believed in this, that they went out. And, and it was said of them, these that have turned the world upside down have come here too. I mean, that's the power of Jesus. That's the power of Jesus. Amen. And that's the power that the church is to be walking in. Amen. Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus. Declared to be the Son of God with power. Ooh, I like that. There's someone that visited our church a while ago, and she said, there's so much power in this place. <laughs> I enjoy that. This person didn't even know Jesus, but she said this to me. She said, there is so much power in this place. Praise God. 